0: Chris loves the spanking. He really does. Good Lord. Wonder likes what the he word. He to on Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, <laughs> all right. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. By the way, if you missed John with us earlier, make sure you subscribe to the Sedano, LZ, and Cap podcast. Wherever you find your podcasts, ESPN, Google, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple, wherever you find them, subscribe,
1: rate, and review there. All right, Greg, what do we got before right, so Stephen Blake. A comes on? Yes, I'm uh, talking about uh, Blake Griffin and the Pistons, and they have come to an agreement that Blake Griffin is going to sit out for the remainder of the year until they find him a new home via trade or they just buy him out in general. So I want to know what you guys think of Griffin's up and down career as a whole. George, we'll start with you.
0: I mean, listen, Blake Griffin's career has been marred by injuries, right? Like, I think that, you know, literally he sat the first year, right? Remember that? <laughs> And now he was as explosive a player as we've ever seen. Now it's weird because I do think that even though his numbers are down big time over the last two seasons, again, marred by injury, I still feel like he can help a good team. So if he's willing to take, and he's got a lot of money left on his deal, but if he's willing to take like a 70 to 80% buyout situation, which is still a boatload of cash, okay? Um, because I think there's three years left on that deal at like 30 something million a piece. So he's got like almost $100 million left. If he's willing to take like a 70% buyout, man, he can help a winner because he can shoot now, right? Unlike when he was with the Clippers, he actually shoots the ball really well. Like uh, this year, ha- it hasn't been the case, but he he's a decent three point shooter now. Like you can, he's not like a negative three point shooter. He can give you 35, 36%, and he still moves the ball really well. But I don't know how much is left. Like, I am not trading for him. Like, if he's bought out, then I'll bring him in because I think he's a veteran who can help.
2: So I'm looking at this totally different perspective, which is Blake Griffin went to Detroit and I didn't even know about it. And the Lakers were playing the Pistons. and I was like, really? He plays for Detroit now? And so I think the, the question is, like, he was such a big star with the Clippers and he, you know, the all-star game, he goes flying over the car. I mean, he's really becoming at that time, like a big, big star. And then all of a sudden it just, and George, you're talking about injuries. He just sort of disappeared. And I, last year around this time, last year, when, um, when COVID had not yet hit and people were still traveling, I went to Cabo for my birthday and I was in one of these clubs late at night and here comes Blake. And I was like, What's he doing here? And I like I like look what where are we in the season? Where And and he was I think it was the All-Star break and he was down there partying cuz he ain't an All-Star anymore. And his career he was a superstar who has become invisible in the NBA.
0: Yeah, and it's all injury based basically. Like he just you know, he's only 31. Did you know that?
2: No, I would have thought that he was about 34.
0: Yeah. He's only 31 years old, but the injury history, I was there the last time he was in the playoffs in Detroit and it was the 18-19 season and he he came back in that series in the first round. They lost the first round to the Bucks, but he came back in that series off a knee injury. Like he has been dealing with injuries for a long long time. And, you know, knees particularly have been a big issue. But I I still feel like at the end of his career, he can latch on to a team that can help. Like, I'll give you an example. My guy, Tracy McGrady, and you're listening to KSB in Los Angeles, by the way. Uh, My guy, Tracy McGrady. You know, T-Mac also marred by injuries most of his career, but one of the most explosive scorers, just an unbelievable player. And at the end of his career, people don't realize that he was – You know, he was sitting there, and he was on that Spurs team that lost to LeBron and Wade and Bosh. So, like, you know, you can help, even if it's in a uh, leadership role. Someone will take Blake Griffin. Well, I mean,
2: think about Dwight Howard last year and taking on the role that he did, Carmelo Anthony, uh, changing his role, and uh, stepping up big when called on last year. I mean, just older guy end of his career not asked for as much can you still contribute and i like your idea dude if i had a hundred million dollars and somebody's willing to buy me out for 80 percent of it give me my 80 million and i'll go have fun and play and see if i can help somebody else
0: yeah no i'm with you wholeheartedly um how do Yale? i get that
2: 80 million i mean who's gonna buy me out for 80 million dollars nobody i know
0: yeah mm. yeah that's just i mean you know if you come to that reality you know, yeah you, just wanna let you know so yeah that's not happening but nonetheless,
2: Stephen A is coming up. You think anybody would buy Stephen A out for 80 million?
0: No one would buy Stephen A out because Stephen A is that imp- important. Uh, mm. you, you need Stephen A. Stephen A is not Blake Griffin. Stephen A is LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think that that's the big difference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're trying to connect with Stephen A. See, we have this issue here. Uh, and Bergman, since you're the only management person here today, I'm just going to vent to you. Why is it, for it that our number, when we try to call guests generally comes up as spam it happens to tim kirkchen um it's happened to a bunch of people over the the years and and yet we still don't fix this how does this continue to happen
1: we are currently working on our our phone system and it should actually be fixed if not soon in the next couple weeks uh it only works with certain people some people go to spam Well, it just depends on
0: your spam on how you how you manage spam on your phone right exactly Right, and here's how I manage conversion.
2: spam on my phone. If I see something that comes up on my phone that says possible spam, I'm like, yeah, um, forget it. If it doesn't have somebody's name attached to the number, it gets immediately ignored. Agreed. You know, I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah. Not, I'm not I, answering just, the
2: phone raw. I'm not yeah. doing that.
0: If it's just a cell number, then that's the reality. I'm not touching it either. Yeah.
2: Back in the day when there were when there was no phone number popping up on your screen and there was no call waiting and there were busy signals... You would run to the phone in your house. Who's calling? Who's calling? Hello, hello. Hey, who's it? Oh, it's not for me. You know, you would run to see who's the surprise. Who's on the other end of the phone? Now you're like blowing everybody off. I'll give anybody my phone number. People like, yo, can I get your phone number? People used to say like, no, I'm not giving out my phone number. Like, why not? I'll give my phone number to anybody. Text me.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I saw a comedian, and that's what you need to know, by the way, brought to you by Morongo Plates.
2: Really? Is that what you need to know? (laughs) Yeah,
0: Um, it it, it is. Well, the Blake Griffin part was (laughs) weird. Yeah, that
2: part. Yeah,
0: so the – and we'll get back to Anthony Davis here in a moment. But the – it's funny. I was watching a comedian. I don't remember who it was now on HBO. Man, this is like early in the pandemic. And actually, you know what? where I saw it? It wasn't on HBO. It was an HBO special that was on the Comedy Store – uh, documentary, mm-hmm. right? Because they were talking about some comedian. I don't remember who it was now. Anyway, still don't remember who it is. Nonetheless, they were talking about how you mentioned the phone when it used to ring. How about when the doorbell used to ring? Oh like, my God! You were all you were. You know, you were excited to be, see people. Uh, when your doorbell rang. Now it's like your doorbell rings, you jump behind the couch and you're like, who the hell is that? And you look at your phone and hopefully you have an app, right? With like a camera, like a ring app or something like that, or a blink system. And you're trying to figure that out, you know?
2: Yeah, so it, you're so right. Like when my doorbell used to ring when I was a kid, I would run to the door to see who it is. Like it's such a surprise, you know? And now the Amazon guy could be delivering something and I will hide in the furthest part of my house. Like I don't want him to know I'm here. I don't want to answer the door. I don't want to go out there. I don't want to say anything. like pest control guy wants to like say hello, like hey, just want to let you know. Him. It's like just stay, just do what you got to do. I'll be in here. It's all good, man. You know, it's not like it used to be. I don't know why. And then like if your kids are answering the door, like who is it? Who is it? I need to know who it is. I don't want you answering the door. Yeah, yeah, strange.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so what is the story with Stephen A. right now? Are we do we have him? Can do we I
2: report to you what I'm? Uh, I'm yeah, texting go ahead. You Stephen text A. Him? as well. I'm texting yeah. Stephen A. I right. said, so hey, listen. Greg and
0: you are texting him. Right, both we're both of you.
2: bothering him. Yeah. I said, listen. Our number could be coming up as spam, not to mention that I'm on a rant right now about hanging up on spam calls on the air. So he says, yeah, we're ready to go.
0: Yeah. Laura says it's not ringing at all straight going to voicemail. How about we just give him the number and have him call us?
2: That's a good idea.
0: I mean, we've wasted six minutes here of the man's time not being ready. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Greg, did he
0: not return your text?
1: No, not, did not return my text, did not return my, e- my two emails. I sent him a reminder 15 minutes early just to be safe.
2: That was smart. That was smart preparation by you, Greg Bergman.
1: Right, but he probably has Scott's number saved,
0: you know, yeah. in, his number, in his phone. You know? So, there's so that. I gave
1: you the number. It. It's in the text. The number to yep. call yeah. in is right there. Yeah, yep. just say,
0: can you call us? Because it keeps coming up, going straight to voicemail for whatever reason. It's probably a spam situation. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just do that. Nonetheless, we had John earlier and we talked to Woj about Anthony Davis's situation. And Anthony Davis, look, this is a situation where the Lakers are going to be very cautious and should be very cautious. 2 to 3 weeks, right? is when he will be reevaluated and honestly at that point, I would even be cautious there. Right. I would find I would find Scott an opportunity to say to myself, "Hey, you know what? If 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 we even have an inkling, a small dose or chance, that he could get re injured again. I, I'm going to say, all right, I'll give it another couple of weeks and keep reevaluating until he's ready. Because remember, the playoffs don't start this year until May, like mid May. <laughs> so you got you know, the months, the, the, excuse me, the season started a month or so uh, later than it normally does. So you've got four to six extra weeks as far as where the normal calendar is.
2: So um, simultaneously, while I'm listening to everything you're saying, and it was all brilliant, by the way, I'm also texting with Stephen A. He says, give me two minutes. I'm going upstairs. I guess that must mean like I'm getting home. And I want to go into my place and let me get some place where it's quiet and we can actually concentrate. Okay, you so know?
0: let's do this. Let's break and then talk to Stephen A. How that about sounds that? Great. That so sounds So we're going to take a break. We're going to get Stephen A. settled. We'll be back in two minutes. Seven ten ESPN.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why?
0: Sedano, LZ, and Cap here on 710 ESPN. LZ out today. Just Sedano and Cap, and we are now joined by our friend. You can catch him on First Take each and every weekday morning, beginning at 7 a.m. on ESPN television. And, of course, check out his new show, Stephen A's World, on ESPN Plus as well. The great Stephen A. Smith joins us now. Stephen A., thank you so much for taking the time. We apologize for the weird phone situation we were having. Um, So let's get right into this thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Let's get right into this thing. Um, what is your level of concern with Agent Wojnarowski's report that the that Anthony Davis will be reevaluated in two or three weeks? What does this mean for your thoughts on the Lakers this season?
3: Um, I'm of the personal belief that Anthony Davis needs to sit out at least a month. What I find eerie about this, or very suspicious, or uncomfortable, whatever word you want to use, is that. This sounds eerily similar to the kind of language that was used when Kevin Durant went down. He goes down in the postseason. They said it will take some time. He comes back for game five of the NBA finals. Tears his Achilles, and he's out for the next 18 months. So I'm of the mindset that, you know what, a strain could easily become a tear. I think it's a reason to be concerned with Anthony Davis uh, is concerned. I think he, he needs to tread lightly and treat that with the level of seriousness it deserves. And I'm of the mindset personally that because of that, uh, it's an unlikelihood that he will be 100% or anywhere close to it here on out. And unless that changes, uh, the Brooklyn Nets will take the crown from the Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers will not repeat as reigning defending NBA champions.
2: Stephen A., you say that, and I heard you say it earlier, as if to say, like, it's only these two anyway.
3: Well, I don't think it's only those two. I think you have to take teams into consideration like the Clippers, Utah, the Denver Nuggets, in the Eastern Conference, Philly and Milwaukee, primarily as threats to Brooklyn. But I do think the prohibitive favorites should be the Los Angeles Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets. And that's why I say what I said.
0: All right, so... What there would you, you do, Stephen A, if you were the Lakers? Would you consider making a move? Would you I mean obviously they'll scour the buyout market, but w- what would you do as far as this roster is concerned at the moment? Honestly speaking, nothing. Because if Anthony Davis doesn't if,
3: if Anthony Davis isn't healthy, there's little to nothing you could do anyway. There's nothing that you can do that you can do that you're gonna win the championship. Without Anthony Davis, you're barely a playoff team. LeBron might be able to get you to the playoffs, but you're not going to win the West without Anthony Davis. And so because of that and the, and the, and the likelihood of you not being able to get a quality replacement for him, Anthony Davis uh, and his health is going to cost the Los Angeles Lakers the title this year. I firmly believe that. And so because of that, if I'm the Lakers, you know, if you want to make moves, it's to look ahead to next season and beyond with LeBron James and Anthony Davis in tow, asking yourself, okay, what do we get out of this? What what, what will sustain us? What will elevate us moving forward? But this year, without Anthony Davis, I can't imagine anything that you can do with the rest of the roster that's going to get you to be able to replace the likes of him so you can defend your crown. I do not see that happen.
2: Did you say, though, you think that without Anthony Davis, they're barely a playoff team? Yes. Did I stutter? I wasn't sure. I I actually wasn't sure if you broke up. I I thought maybe there was a little bit of a breakup in the call. I was like, he didn't just No, I didn't.
3: No, I didn't. (laughs) The Los Angeles Lakers, a couple of years ago, did not make the playoffs before Anthony Davis arrived. Now, obviously, LeBron James got injured. He was down for 17 games straight. He ended up missing like about 20 games due to the injuries and then a little extra once the season was a wash, and we get all of that. And prior to him getting hurt, they were a top four seed in the Western Conference. But at that particular moment in time, the Clippers were not what they are now. Denver was not what they are now. Utah is not what they, was not what they are now. Even teams like the Blazers uh, weren't what they are now. And so when you look at the Western Conference, uh, with that The year that LeBron James and those guys didn't make the playoffs, I'm saying that they make the playoffs. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to completely throw shade on it. I think that they would be a playoff team, and I think you have to give them their respect. I'm just saying they're not championship caliber. As great as LeBron is, and he is great, they are not a championship caliber team. They certainly don't have the horses. To, up, to offset what Brooklyn is going to throw their way. Or we don't even have to get to that. We can look out west, and we can look right here in this town in L.A., because that's where I'm at right now. Um, I don't think they would beat the Clippers without Anthony Davis.
0: Yeah, listen, I do think that with the – look, I think the Clippers match up with them with Anthony Davis in tow. So I certainly think that that would be an even larger challenge for LeBron. Speaking of LeBron, though, Stephen A., how do you handle him now? Um, he clearly wants to win the MVP. He's going to have to deal, without, deal with his team without Anthony Davis. What kind of conversation are you having with LeBron James about his minutes that's been very ballyhooed and discussed if you're Frank Vogel and Rob Palenka?
3: See, here's the problem with LeBron James.
0: Normal people you can have those
3: conversations with, and you can even bring a heavier hand down upon them. But it's not even about the greatness of LeBron James or his cachet that comes along with it. If you are an executive for the Los Angeles Lakers or any team that has employed LeBron James, you must listen to him because he's truly earned the right to be trusted. He has proven throughout his years and years of service, which now are 18 in the NBA, he's proven he's trustworthy. And so because of that, the way he takes care of his body, what he does to dedicate himself to being in peak condition, the fact that he can average 34, 35 minutes a night consistently without fail and that he's not injury-prone by any stretch of the imagination and never has been throughout his career, you must give credit where credit is due and trust him by doing what he says is best for himself and his body because he has proven that he knows that better than anybody. There is no other player in the NBA that can say that better than LeBron James.
2: Okay, so Stephen A, to that end, if you're Frank Vogel, you've got to sit Anthony Davis. Your point is well made. I said to George earlier, if I'm Genie Buss, I'll take what the trainer said, I'll take what, what the coach said, and I'll make the decision for him because it's not just about this year. It's about the next four years on this contract that we just wrote him this massive check for. So for me, I'm willing to sit him. LeBron might have the the, the the authority or the clout to say, no, I'm not sitting. Does the coach have the clout and the authority to sit Anthony Davis?
3: I believe that's an organizational decision. It wouldn't be just Frank Bogle. You've got to listen to Rob Palenka, who's pretty damn smart. You've got to listen to Jeannie Buss, who has a history and has shown and proven that she puts players first and she genuinely cares about their well-being, particularly as it pertains to what's in the best interest of the franchise as well. And you can trust them to make a collective decision as it pertains to Anthony Davis. But it's also important to highlight that their interest might not be aligned with that of LeBron James. LeBron is in his 18th season. LeBron probably is going to go two to three more years max, and that's it. And so when you look at it from that perspective, if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, Anthony Davis is a long-term issue with you. You're not just thinking about him for the next two years with LeBron. You're thinking about having that star in tow as you recruit others to succeed the LeBron James era in purple and gold. And so because of that, your interest might be more distant And LeBron's interest might be more immediate. That is a challenge that the Lakers are going to have to deal with as an organization. Because both have very plausible, understandable, and respectful positions. And I can't knock either one of them for feeling the way that they may feel if they're not on the same page.
0: In the interim, Stephen A., while he's out, A.D., how do you look at this roster and who needs to step up to keep the Lakers afloat near the top of the Western Conference?
3: I'm sorry, I couldn't hear your
0: question. I said, who on this current roster needs to keep, needs to step up their game and keep the Lakers afloat to help LeBron James uh, keep them near the top of the Western Conference?
3: Well, I think Kyle Kuzma has already been playing well because he has been somebody that has accepted his role coming off the bench a, a, bit, a bit better than we thought he would. Uh, you got a uh, Dennis Trader. I mean, he's he's a welcomed acquisition. He can defend, albeit not as good as Rondo, but he's clearly a better scorer and a better shooter. Uh, but it's really just a collective effort on the part of everybody, and even LeBron James will have to step up his game because obviously with Anthony Davis out, LeBron James is going to have to carry a heavier load, and he's going to have to be even more assertive offensively. He scaled it back a little bit. Last year he led the league in assists with ten over 10 a game. This year he's averaging 25, 8, and 8. We know what he can do. Um, and, and with him wanting to win MVP, etc., he's going to have an opportunity actually to do that. Because with Anthony Davis out, if LeBron James carries this load and he carries it on an elite level for a sustainable period of time, then we're going to have no choice. But to put him in that conversation that he's already in, by the way, with the Joel Embiid, with the Kevin Durant, with the Steph Curry, with a uh, Nikola Jokic, he's going to have to be in the conversation. And let me not forget Damian Lillard as well, who's been flat out balling. We got to throw his name in the equation as well.
2: Yeah, Stephen A., we had Woj on earlier. And when asked about possibly adding to the roster, he said, look... You're not going to find players out there that are better than Kuzma or THT or Montrez Harrell. So you're going to have to adapt. My question to you would Mm -hmm. be, if you're going to adapt to not having AD for call it, let's let's just say for a month, what can you do with the current roster that you have? What do you think? Well,
3: I told you. During the regular season, it's not going to be that tough, believe it or not. You know, you're going to have challenging games or what have you. But people take nights off. They don't bring the A game. All the competition is not equal. Some are tougher than others. Some are less tougher than others. And then you have the greatness of LeBron James, who is a master at finding mismatches at every turn. He is not somebody who just goes out there and scores for you. He literally runs a team. He's your point forward. And so because you have that as a reality, he's going to be in a position to not only create mismatches for himself, but create mismatches for other guys as well. And because he's going to be able to do that, that's going to be something that's helpful. And I think as a result, are they going to be as dominant as they were or have been with Anthony Davis? No. But can they win their share of games and remain afloat in the Western Conference? Yes, they can. They can pull that off. And if they can do that, uh, particularly for a month to six-week period, who knows what could happen from
0: there? Stephen A. Smith with us here, of course. First take each and every morning at 7 a.m. on ESPN Television. And make sure you check out Stephen A.'s world on ESPN+. Stephen A., you mentioned the Clippers earlier. Why should we believe they're any different this year than they have been even last year or any of the years that we've seen them? I don't know why the hell you're
3: asking me that question. I don't feel they are.
0: Okay, I'm asking you because different. I don't know. I, mean, I didn't know your I mean, position. <laughs> no,
3: no, no. What my my in other words, my position is that they're not different. They 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 were such a big letdown, giving up a three-one lead to the Denver Nuggets in the postseason that I lost faith in them. Now I have faith in Tyloo, and I know that he can coach, and I don't see a weakness there with him or his coaching staff. And Kawhi Leonard is a superstar player, and Paul George is a star, and I know that he didn't have a good game seven. And I know both he and Kawhi vilify for that, but a lot of people point the finger at Paul George. I pointed the finger at Kawhi Leonard. It wasn't Paul George that came into town or, you know, with the new balance commercial with a crown dangling from his mirror, driving a convertible, passing the L.A. and California signs, giving every indication that there was a new sheriff in town. It wasn't Paul George that gave the impression that we were coming for LeBron James and we were coming to take over L.A. It wasn't Paul George that turned down the Lakers, at least last season, uh, you know, you know, last off season or what have you, in favor of the Clippers. It wasn't Paul George that went to the Clippers and basically blackmailed them in the, cha- in the trade and everything they could just to get the hands on Paul George, the player that Kawhi Lennon insisted that he wanted and said he wasn't coming unless they got, knowing that he was dangling the Lakers organization and the prospect of joining LeBron and AD. It wasn't Paul George that did all of those things. It was Kawhi. And so for me, I'm not insulting Kawhi. I'm not trying to be negative about Kawhi. What I'm saying is it had us all percolating and starving for a confrontation between LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron James upheld his end of the bargain. He got to the finals, and he was there waiting for Kawhi Leonard, and Kawhi Leonard knew LeBron James was waiting and couldn't close the 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets. And in a game seven, not only did he wet the bed, and Paul George didn't get it done, but Jamal Murray dropped 40 on them. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Kawhi Leonard. And I've always been looking at Kawhi Leonard. And until I see something different when it comes to him going up against LeBron, I'm going to continue to look at Kawhi Leonard because that is what the basketball world has been owed from the moment he arrived in L.A. Same town, same arena, LeBron James versus Kawhi Leonard with a Western Conference crown on the line. That's what we were waiting for. That's what we were supposed to have. And Kawhi Leonard let us down, period. And no one ever talks about him because he's quiet and he's a nice guy and he minds his business and he doesn't make any headlines. Damn all of that. We're just talking basketball. He's not a criminal, okay? We're not, we're not talking about his family or anything like that. We're just talking purely basketball. Kawhi Leonard was supposed to give us Kawhi Leonard and LeBron because LeBron upheld his end of the bargain and was waiting for him, and he didn't show up and folded instead 3-1. I'm sorry. I'm not looking at Paul George. I'm looking at Kawhi Leonard.
2: Well said, which is why earlier when you were talking about without AD, you know, the the Lakers can't get by a team like the Clippers. I'm like, look, something will happen along the way. Stephen A., while we have you, let me just take a break from all this basketball talk for one second. I'm so curious, now that you've left the world of radio and you've added a new show to your repertoire – um, give me an idea of how your day and week goes when you've got first take every day and you've got the new show happening and all the other times that ESPN calls on you, whether they want you to talk fights or or football games or anything else you might be called on to talk. Give me an idea how the day and week goes.
3: I live it, man. I live it because I owe it to the profession. I owe it to the profession. I owe it to the audience. I owe it to my colleagues to work as hard as I possibly can and to do the job that, that I do and and to highlight the jobs that all of y'all are doing, the great work that all of y'all do, all of us here at ESPN. I'm very proud of the people that I work with, not just the people I work for, because y'all work your asses off, and I appreciate who you are.
2: Much um, love. Appreciate
3: In terms that. of my day, mm-hmm. my day my day is very simple. simple. I live it. I don't just wake up and just do it. I live it. Day and night, this is what I live to do. Um, I wake up at 6, 630 every morning. I get ready for my morning meetings for first take. I prep before meetings, I prep after meetings, and then after I do the meetings and prepare the rundown for first take, then an hour later at 8.30, I'm preparing for my new show, Stephen A's World, a show that I'm not only the host, but I'm the executive producer, and my production company is co-producing it in concert with ESPN, my production company, Mr. SAS Productions, which I just started about six months ago. And then I go on the air after all of that prepping and the Zoom calls and the meetings, and I do first takes for two hours. And then after I get off the air, the first take, I prep for about 90 minutes to two hours before I start taping Stephen A's World. And then after I do that for another two hours, then I make sure that I, you know, go see my family or whatever and, you know, take a little half hour break, hour break or whatever. And then it's about looking at the schedule for the games tonight, preparing for the games, uh, any appearances they want me on Sports Center. I do all of that and I watch the games to make sure I know what the hell I'm talking about. I read, I write, I watch the games and stuff like that. Plus, I'm an executive producer now. Me and Chris Paul are doing Together, Why Not Us, which is a docuseries, an eight-part docuseries on a basketball program at North Carolina Central University to highlight something that's near and dear to my heart, uh, HBCUs and some of the great things that come out of HBCUs despite uh, the challenges that, 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 that they face that do not exist at predominantly white institutions. So we're using the basketball program at North Carolina Central to highlight that. And then I got a couple of projects coming down the line because, you know, I've really stuck my feet and really stuck all of myself into executive producing um, and my production company and building content to create content so my production company can grow and grow and grow so I can make money out uh, from behind the cameras, not just in front of the cameras. That's my mission. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm going to do.
2: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're like, you're like the Ryan Seacrest of ESPN all of a sudden. My God, man. You're freaking producing everything.
0: Just, just don't do this, well, Stephen A. Don't let Max produce uh, anything because I don't need to hear about <laughs> Tom Brady's decline for five years. No, we love no, 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 Max no, no, around here. We love him. We you
3: love damn, him. you damn right. I, I, I can promise you that'll never happen. Not with me. That's number one. And number two, when it comes to Ryan Seacrest, listen. Call me Ryan Seacrest when I'm making Ryan Seacrest money.
2: Amen. <laughs> the, Amen to that, my very, brother. Very,
3: very large. Nobody's yep. got anything on him.
2: <laughs> but it is interesting, though, isn't it? How, like, you reach a certain level in your broadcast career, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have these opportunities to create a production company and then go to work creating content. I mean, I think it's really cool, man. Congrats.
3: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, just putting in the work, doing everything that I can, man. That's, all. Feel you. that's what it's all about.
2: Hey, it's grind time. This is absolutely the time that grinds. Uh, people who are grinding now will be rewarded when we get out of this mess. So glad to talk to you about that stuff. That's really cool. I mean, we could talk hoops all day, but that's cool to hear that.
3: I appreciate it,
2: guys. Thank you so much.
0: All right, Stephen A., thank you again, sir. Always appreciate it. All right. Take care. There he is, right. Stephen A. Smith with us here on 710 ESPN. All right, let's just keep it here for a second. Um, so he went off on... A couple of things.
2: Yeah, he did.
0: He went off on, and we can open up the phones now, 877 espn Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Um, He doesn't believe the Lakers are a championship team without AD, that if AD's not and by the way, I mean, that's what you and I were talking about at the top of the show, so it's not like, you know, I'm in agreement with him. If Anthony Davis is not a, a productive member of the Los Angeles Lakers, I don't think they're the title favorites anymore. That's the reality of it, at least for me. Now, do I think they can get there? They still have LeBron James. Do I think they can win it? Sure, they still have LeBron James. But I don't think they're the favorite anymore. Now, he seems to think that they're not going to win it. It sounded a lot more definitive. So we'll tackle that first before he torched Kawhi on the way out there.
2: Well, let um, me ask you this. Did anybody really think when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were 7-5, and five, Uh, when the Rams had gone to Tampa and smoked the Buccaneers? Did anybody believe at that moment in the season that the Buccaneers were not, or that they were going to win the Super Bowl? And look, it's not like uh, Tom Brady got hurt. We're talking about Anthony Davis getting hurt here um, and not being able to play, potentially, at least for the short term. Uh, No, but when you have a player like Tom Brady, I'm using him as an example, when you have a player like LeBron James, you always have a chance, in my opinion. And I also think, agree with a caller from earlier, what a great opportunity, and could it be a blessing in disguise to get Kyle Kuzma that much more time? I would love to see THT play a game and play 30, 32 minutes in a game. Uh, Could it be a blessing in disguise that other guys now have to step it up and do more? So uh, are they no longer a favorite to be a champion? I would guess Vegas would probably agree with that. Do they still have the one guy that knows how to win, who's already been there and done it? Yeah, I think they got a shot even without him.
0: You think that they Oh, I mean a shot is different than being like they're the favorites though.
2: No, they they listen, to me, I I'll, I'll this is the best way to say it, George. If if Anthony Davis were fully healthy and LeBron James were hurt, what would you be saying about the Lakers' chances to win a championship?
0: If LeB- if it was flipped and LeBron was the one that was hurt? Right. I would say they have no chance.
2: I agree. They, I would say without LeBron James, even with Anthony Davis, fully healthy, with, a, with with LeBron not available, they have no chance, my opinion. Now, with Anthony Davis hurt and potentially out and a fully healthy LeBron James thus far, thankfully, right, I would say with LeBron, but without AD, still have a legit shot.
0: Yeah, a shot. Yes, I'm willing to give them a shot. We'll open it up. We'll give people a shot at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I will say this. The thing I enjoyed the most in the Stephen A interview was the way he went at Kawhi because he's 1,000% right, and it's kind of what we've talked about here. Like – I, you know, I've, I've pushed back on a lot of the Paul George slander, particularly with LZ, because um, LZ really is hard on Paul George. And yes, Kawhi's won a championship, and I get all that. But to Stephen A's point, because Kawhi's won a championship, shouldn't we be harder on him for the deficiencies of this team?
2: Well, I I also, I, I like what, what Stephen A had to say. I think Kawhi is one of these guys who never really nobody seems to ever focus any criticism towards Kawhi my you know I just right. feel like I feel like he's quiet he skates. he's he's likable he's professional people talk about his work ethic and how he's just a gym rat and so because Kawhi is not visible and not vocal and doesn't really share an opinion outside of basketball for the most part um, I feel like Kawhi just sort of slides under the radar
0: Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Does Kawhi skate like Stephen A. said, like Scott said, like I said? Um, do we give Paul George too much grief in that regard? Plus, what are your thoughts on Anthony Davis? Both Woj and ESPN, uh, excuse me, both Woj and Stephen A. Smith say that the Lakers should just stand pat. Uh, there are people tweeting us, calling us today that they should make moves. Um, how should they handle Anthony Davis? Sh- they're going to reevaluate him in two or three weeks. Should they be? Extra cautious with him. How would you want the team to handle him? 877-710-ESPN. All those things are open for you. Are the Lakers the title favorite if Anthony Davis isn't in tow and isn't a productive member of the Lakers? If not, who is? 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. We are going to open the phones here. Uh, We have Dr. Raj Brar, who is a doctor of physiotherapy and sports science. He's the owner of 3CB Performance. He's going to join us at 615. He's going to give us the technical stuff in layman's terms about Anthony Davis' injury. So we'll talk to him. Uh, Also, if you didn't register yet for the money, nobody won today. We're off tomorrow because the Lakers are playing the T-Wolves. So it means $360 on the line at 430 on Wednesday. If you haven't registered, do so right now by texting the word MISSION. That's M-I-S-S-I-O-N to this number, 407 Zero five. Text the word mission to 40705. We will be back in about four minutes, but first I got to tell you about my friends. My friends. I love these people. First Five California. Listen, I've been Using First 5 California with both my kids. All right, I did it with my daughter, Aria, originally. I went to first5california.com because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was a first-time parent, Scott Kaplan. Tell what me the what heck we're talking
2: I- about. Tell me about Tell me about this company. I,
0: I, I didn't know. So they teach you this. This is the basics of it. Ready? Mm-hmm. Talking, reading, singing. It absolutely changes everything for your kids moving forward. It helps them because those brains, man, baby's brains specifically, they grow at an amazing speed starting from day one to their earliest years. Those first five years, those are the formative years, mm-hmm. Scott Kaplan. I That's understand. when you really get the brains going. So what we end up doing, look, each and every night, my six-year-old, Aria, who's now beyond first five, but we still use the same regimen with her. We talk to her. We read to her. We sing to her. Now she reads by herself. She is a higher uh, reading level than pretty much almost all the kids in her classroom. Why? Because of First 5 California. You can do the same thing we did. Go to first5california.com to learn more. We're doing it with my son, Mateo. We start singing songs to him like take me out to the ball game. We read books to them. When we're watching games, you know what we do? I tell him, hey, look at that guy. What number is that? And then he'll say, seven. Or he'll say, you know, eight or nine because he's two he doesn't know anything beyond 10 but anyway we sing the abc <laughs> songs to him but what i am telling you is that this stuff works i've done it with now two kids or currently doing it now with two kids so talking reading singing does indeed change everything go to first five to learn more that's first the number five california.com to learn more we'll be back in four minutes <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> i didn't even think about it at the time but good god did you just give him a word salad there i am oh impressed god. that he even knew what the hell you were talking about
2: oh there. my god
0: Some- and what you is- gave him the answer which by the way is an answer that you said in the question that he already said why
2: doesn't somebody just shut me up in the middle of this stuff and go yo can you just
0: get to it please I mean if you want I'll interrupt you like that yeah, like yo ahead. you just asked him a question about something he already said
2: I know but it's really like a conversation it's like a back and forth it's like <laughs> hey let me tell you what i think then you tell me what you think and then he's like yeah you know what i right. think everything but, you think but the so problem i have nothing is, to think
0: the problem is in that question you just that i i must have been doing something at that time like re- <laughs> looking for a read or greg was or laura was talking <laughs> or, in my ear or texting me Right, because because, <laughs> because you literally gave him both the question and the answer for both of you. I may there. do that sometimes. I may say to you hey, That's listen, not a I- conversation. You just there is no conversation. You've I'm, given all the stuff that anyone can give you there.
2: I'm telling you to regurgitate everything I'm about to say to make me sound smart. How's that? <laughs> <It> was- <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, Morales, he has quickly gone from loving you to just stabbing you in the face.
2: You know what? Let me tell you something. Um, it all will come around at some point for Chris Morales. You see what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, he's, he's outlasted not- everyone around here, so I- be careful.
2: Listen, this guy, he's a He's a <laughs> superstar. <laughs> but uh, but at some point I may have to start firing back a little bit.
0: I mean, feel free. Everyone else does that. Yeah. There's the you know that's that's not even an issue. All right, eight seven 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 ten ESPN Kaplan. We've heard LZ's out today, and uh, it's just you and me today. We've heard from Woj. We've heard from, clearly. We heard from Woj, as you heard in that. interview. <laughs> yeah, I didn't region.
2: hear anything from Woj. I I only heard me.
0: Yeah, we heard you, but he, we heard him basically say, "Yeah, you said it." Um, and <laughs> and we just had Stephen A. on. Okay, so we are open at the phones. A lot of questions here, okay? A lot of questions about what do you make of the Lakers right now without Anthony Davis? How should they handle this? Uh, What are they without Anthony Davis? Are they the championship favorite if Anthony Davis is out for an extended period of time? If not, who is? And also on the Clippers, you know, Stephen A. just lambasted Kawhi. Basically says, everyone piles on Paul George – you know, Kawhi's the one that's won a championship. He needs to take more grief here. Just because he's won a championship shouldn't absolve him from the deficiencies the Clippers have had. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. And also, Stephen A. said that he doesn't believe the Lakers are the championship favorite. Um, he says they're a playoff team, and they're you know he doesn't even know if they're a championship contender if Anthony Davis is out for a long stretch of time. But that teams like the Jazz and the Clippers, Lauda, your your target, the target of your dismay, Mm. the Mm. Los Angeles Clippers, how did that, did that feel like, did that taste like vinegar when he said that or no?
4: I tuned it out because I don't hear that kind of negativity in my world.
2: I see. <laughs> <Just> I see. <laughs> did you see Laura's tweet this weekend? Because we last week we, we kind of talked pizza. It got her going out for a slice of pie. Yeah. I remember we talked about some other food last week, Laura, that you, you felt like you wanted to get into also. And then she was like, you know, I just, I just think about food, and I'm just going to start packing it on. So I'm going out for my hike. She was not having any part of that. What did we want you to eat last week?
4: Uh no pizza and then uh, Sliwa brought me a, a huge cookie and I'm just like oh my god this is why I'm fat right now <laughs> all we <laughs> Stop, do is talk girl. about
2: food <laughs> I see you out there doing those eight mile hikes um, I gotta give
4: Sedano a run for his money on
0: those yeah I mean listen I am also a crazy person so there's that so I you know I don't necessarily put anyone to my standard when it comes to trying to go hiking for four and five miles every day but um Bergman uh, has been trying to also get back in shape but before I get to that. And before we get to the calls, uh, how did it feel to hear Stephen A say that the Lakers, if Anthony Davis is out for an extended period of time, are not the championship favorite, may not be championship contenders, but that the Jazz and Clippers could end up coming out of the West, especially the Clipper part. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the Clipper part. As someone who well, the- used to used to own a Laker blog.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, when it comes to, if Anthony Davis isn't playing, I'm. I'm in agreement. I think everybody should be. Wow! Cut the tape. Hold on right. a second. If there's no Anthony Davis, then there's no season. It, it's this is this is a two-tier team. You have LeBron and Anthony Davis, and everybody else fits in as roles. If you don't have the second star, you're no longer even close to a favorite in the playoffs. I totally agree with that. Wow.
2: A favorite, but you're. Are you saying no shot? See, to me, as no. Long there's only LeBron, LeBron. Listen, you got LeBron. You have an evolving Kuzma. You have a young, up-and-coming Tht. You've got an experienced guy like Montrez. Schroeder has been, I think, really solid. So, look, I don't. I'm not a basketball coach. I know this is going to shock you, George. I know that you look at me and you think like of me and Pat Riley and, and Phil Jackson, and you think of not us all. Really. Yeah. No, okay. No. Well, no. if you did, I'd come up with an adjustment. I'd come up with some way to adapt i've still got the best player even at 36 years old that's the best guy he's the he's the smartest he's the best passer he can turn it on on offense and he's got a a cast of characters around him i'm gonna have to figure out how to adapt
0: no i think he can adapt because he's lebron james i don't think i don't summarily dismiss them i think that they're still a contender because they have lebron and they have a you know a fairly deep roster but I, I, I don't think they're the favorite if A.D. misses an extended period of time. Let's go to the phones. Let's ask people like Jay in San Pedro. What's up, Jay? Jay wants to defend the Clippers, though. Jay, what's up?
4: No wonder he's quiet. I'm just saying.
0: Hello, Jay?
2: Jay has got, like, his phone on. He, we can hear him. He apparently obviously can't hear us. Yeah, yeah.
4: Go ahead, bro. Hey, sorry about that. My, my phone's probably cutting off, but I'm here to defend Kawhi Leonard from Stephen A. Smith. Okay. So first thing he said was, we were owed Kawhi Leonard versus LeBron James in the Western Finals, which is true. But we already seen Kawhi Leonard versus LeBron James in the NBA Finals. And we all know how that turned out. Kawhi won, I think, All-Star, I mean, Finals MVP. Well, they were one so, and one against each other. Right. So they we've seen it already, but... Lastly, he said that the, most most of the blame went on Paul George, which it, which it did, but it was that was more, more of a meme culture, you know. Like he just hit the side of the backboard, he wasn't playing right, and he talked a lot of, you know, he talked a lot of, you know, what. So that was that all that criticism was well intended. I mean, he deserved that criticism, but to say it was all on Kawhi Leonard, that team was not right even before the pandemic happened. They had no urgency. Uh, they just didn't feel like they needed to play. They just thought they were going to show up in the playoffs and and just happen to meet the Lakers in the Western Finals. Which Jamal Murray told, told us that that's not true. And like, but, but and isn't
2: that why it's on Kawhi? I mean, listen, hold on one second. So look, if the Lakers get bounced, whose fault is it? I mean, it's LeBron's. It's LeBron's team.
4: Um, Anthony Davis on the team or without um, Davis on the team?
2: I'm saying it doesn't really matter. If if LeBron if if the if the Lakers were to have been bounced last year, it would have right. been on LeBron. And it's Kawhi's team, and Paul George is number two, but it's Kawhi's team. And so when it doesn't work, it's like being the quarterback—you take the blame, you or you take the the success.
4: But I mean, good
0: point. That, like, Brady got all the credit, but you know it was his defense. So I,
4: I agree with you. I can see that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that and that that's the deal, Jay, and thank you for the call. And that's all Stephen A. Is saying, and I agree with him, you know, that Kawhi has skated here in this situation. Andrew in Woodland, what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? Cap, good to see you on the show.
2: Yeah, right on, man. am glad to be here, let me tell you. Uh,
0: yeah, something I wanted to say, you know, simply put, I just don't see how the Lakers could be the favorite in the West anymore. Um, Anthony Davis is pivotal, everything he does on the floor. You know, every facet of his game has an impact on the final buzzer. As exciting as it's going to be to see LeBron, you know, perform at that elite level again and have control of the game and, and be like the 2017 Cavs where he was putting up 35, 40
4: points a game, I just don't see how they could be the favorite with with the firepower in the West.
2: The thing about LeBron, how pissed would you be right now? You're thinking to yourself, you know, I got this young guy. He's going to be the guy that we'll eventually hand this thing off to. We'll win a couple of championships, me and him together. I'm freaking 36. All anybody's talking about last week is how many minutes LeBron plays or how upset LeBron might be because the team is having to play overtime games against inferior opponents. Now, if you're LeBron, not only have you been carrying everything, looks like you're going to be carrying everything for quite a long time.
0: LeBron has had some pretty bad luck in some of these scenarios with the number twos on his team. I'll explain what that means coming up in three and a half minutes. Uh, We'll take more of your calls at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Coming up at 6.15, we're going to have Dr. Raj Brar, uh, who's going to join us to give us kind of a a more detailed uh, explanation about what the hell is going on with AD. Sedano, LZ, and Cap, we're back in three and a half minutes on 710 ESPN.